man, here we are again. They tell you three months. Hey, they tell you this and that. You're going to have a recurrence. Here I am. It's about to be December, February. I have a next scan in February and, you know, January would be my two year mark. And I've already, I've had brain cancer for more than two years, guys. Like that tumor they pulled out wasn't just overnight. You know, that had been in months, uh, years prior before my actual diagnosis. So here we are. I'm still defying all odds. Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on the show, we explore the survivor's journey, practitioners making a difference, and the therapeutic treatments and transformational technology that allow the body to heal itself. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes. Because part of being human is being beautifully broken. Yeah, can we go into fasting a little bit? Because as I know it's um, we live in a culture of there's just so much. There's so much to do. There's so much information. There's so much to digest. I feel like I've always done fasting. I'm pretty good at it, you know, and it's something I've done for, I don't know, 15 years where I've done a lot of intermittent fasting, a lot of three-day fasts, lots of 24-hour fasts, mostly, you know, usually weekly, at least one day. But I always would try to get my fast in around my commitments through work or social commitments. And a lot of times I would feel the cumulative stress because I wasn't unplugging from my commitments, whether it was to a company or, you know, I'm putting out content, whatever it is. And so a lot of times I would feel extra depleted. Whereas if I've given myself permission to fast over the weekend, I don't have to take phone calls. I can do long walks in nature. I found that to be a completely different experience. I'd love your thoughts on that, your context of your fasting. So I agree with that wholeheartedly. I know, like without a shadow of a doubt, that if you're going to be fasting, it becomes a spiritual thing as well. So when you're mm-hmm. connected more with your spiritual side, because you, you can on a fast, and when you're working and you have to be on your phone and you have to be connected to the outside world so much, like that draws so much energy. Like that is just mm-hmm. sucking you dry like a vampire, taking your energy from you. It's not to say that the intentions of the outside world are always bad with our energy, but we give it Mm -hmm. because we have to, it it demands our energy. And when you're trying to fast and you know, fasting can be really rough. Sometimes it's like a battle and like, it's sometimes a physical battle. Sometimes it's a spiritual battle. And so when I'm fasting, because, you know, I don't really have to leave my farm very much, my homestead very much. It's very easy for me to just unplug, but just being on the cell phone, is draining. So getting outside in nature, grounding. When I have had my most successful fasts, I've been out grounding, I've been meditating, I've been doing yoga, and I'm still exercising. Like I'm still doing my push-ups, my burpees. I'm still, you know, at that point was doing all those things during my fast and feeling strong. No food in my body. We're on day three, 72 hours. How do I have so much energy? Which is crazy, which is really cool. So the context of the fast, how I'm fasting, the water I'm drinking, you know, like we need to be consuming living water. You know, there's dead water, bulk water, and there's structured water, which is living water. You need to have minerals in your body. And when you're fasting, there's no sugar, there's no carbs, you know, there's no nothing that's going to break down into glucose. Like it needs to be 
water or teas. You know, you can have non-sugar involved teas. You can have your black coffee. And the black coffee I found really helps with lowering the blood sugar. But sometimes, you know, to a disadvantage, because uh, it really, once your blood sugar starts to drop, the further you go into your fast, you start to get more drained. So I use my little keto mojo little thing I have and check my glucose, right? Because if I start to feel a little bit low, I'm like, all right, I'll check my glucose. And, you know, but when you're fasting, you get some soursop leaves in you. Oh man, your cells are absorbing the nutrients because they don't have anything. So they're just absorbing everything you're giving them. So you're at a prime time to get some herbal teas in you. You're at a prime time to get some of these herbal remedies in you that your cells are just going to take in, absorb, and start to heal and regenerate and improve your mitochondrial function. And and guys, like I'll get into the mitochondrial stuff after the, I go over the second surgery and like the shift in my whole game plan. But fasting, you have a, such a good chance of, of healing the cells because they're not doing anything else but healing. So the regenerative aspects of the fast and, you know, getting to further into the fast. And, you know, you don't have to push yourself to the brink of passing out on a fast, guys. Look, you're doing the best you can, and that's all we can do. So don't think that you have to hit that three-day mark because one day is good. Two days is even better. And three days is your really good spot because three days is when you start to regenerate your immune cells. Autophagy, I believe, is after 48 hours. So, you're starting to do these things after your 48-hour mark that are huge for you. So when I fast, I like to fast, start my fast in the evening. I start it in the evening, and that way I get a full night's sleep. The next day, full night's sleep, nothing in my belly. The next day, full night's sleep. And then I can wake up on that final day after 72 hours. I've already slept all night. So not to mention how crazy your dreams get, you know, when you don't have food in your belly for three days digesting, like really crazy dreams. But you can get that extra day, the extra 12 hours, eight hours in your fast that does your body so much good at nighttime. I can't harp on this enough. When you have the ability to sleep on a fast with nothing in your belly, you are just increasing your cell health and the repair mechanisms that your cells have innately. It's in our DNA, man. We're such powerful beings. And it's just, we've fallen from that. So those, I think in the context of my fast, like if you look at the physical side of things, I've kind of hit on some of that, the spiritual side of things, get out in the sun, get connected to the earth, go grounding, go earthing as they say, but get your feet barefoot in the soil, man, go out there and hug a tree. I hug trees. I go on walks and I hug trees all the time. And like the feeling, the connection that I get, the grounding that I get from that. And people may think like this dude's insane and that's okay. That's okay. Because I've been called crazy my whole life. But I'm still here. You know, I know I've had a brain tumor for over two years and I'm still here smiling and um, sharing this with you. So that is how I like to fast. And I don't ever set like too high expectations. It's like, hey, do the best you can. And then I'm happy with that. Mm, that's amazing. I want to recap before we go into your second surgery, because I just think it's valuable for this list, which is it's very, very similar. So we have fasting in the correct context. We have supplementation that has been cultivated by research. We have test testing. I love unique testing, diagnostic testing, genetic testing, methylation testing, really. So we're not guessing with our supplementation. You said glucose management. 
You said elite hydration. I really like the sidebar about the non-toxic drug alternatives. Uh, Low-dose naltrexone is something that I've definitely experimented with in my, my regime for one of those examples. RSO oil. I'm going to just give a big shout out to your wife because she feels like she's on the podcast here with us. You give her such uh, great <laughs> praise as your support yeah. system, belief in something bigger than yourself, and then lots of time in nature. So that's quite a formula. And I, I would also just add to anybody hearing this, these aren't necessarily, in my experience, they're not extreme. A lot of these things were just, we're honoring the body's pathways and processes that open themselves to robust health. So I think it's a really, really beautiful program. And I, I love that you guys came up. We very, very similar. Same book, you know, the metabolic approach to cancer. That's the one I recommend all the time. Yes. Managing your ketone levels with keto mojo or a keto stick. You know, these are things where they're very complementary, no matter what you'll do. So I think it's a really great empowerment piece. And it's great to have the choices around these. And just things like you said, it's equally frustrating to me that we have to go research these things ourselves. And I think it's good to meet reality because these are not options that you're going to get in an emergency room situation or uh, an emergency surgery with an oncologist. These are things that you will have to come up with on your own for most practitioners, unless you happen to have somebody who is in that world that believes in integration and complementary therapies. So bravo to you. Casey, can you take us in? Is there anything you want to add to that list or is that pretty complete? So there will be after the next surgery, I'm going to include, so I had a, you know, red light therapy and infrared sauna were something that I used after my first surgery. Mm -hmm. My wife and I, you know, we spent our entire savings on, got a hyperbaric chamber in the house. We got a sauna in the house. We got the sauna with red light, you know? So we, we went out and mm -hmm. bought like the best of the best, you know, Oxy Health has really good hyperbaric chambers. A sunlight and brand is a really good sauna. Uh, so I use that frequently. And then cold water exposure, that was something that I was doing after my first surgery as well, but not until, you know, later on in the year when it was cold because Texas heat, you know, good luck getting 32 degree water or 40 degree water in the Texas heat. <laughs> you, I know, you know, so I know just adding those therapies and then I'll go over, you know, my new routine that has helped me even further after the second surgery. So, you know, we, my wife, she was very fearful after the first surgery. Uh, she was so afraid to lose me. And fear has been healthy for me. The fear of death, I welcome death. I'm excited to see what's on the other side. Like so excited sometimes it could be dangerous, you know? And so, but still with so much left to do here, obviously, you know, I'm right here with you. And this is, you know, there's a reason why we're here. So mm -hmm. to live with a, a wife who is so afraid that you're going to just die, like that's not a way to live for me. Like, so I started to lose my drive to be here. I, and like, not to say that she was trying to be negative. She wasn't. She loved me. Any husband or spouse, wife that you have, they want you to be here and they know you're up against all odds and your back's against the wall. But like, that's where I thrive. Odds stacked against me is where I thrive. So having to show my wife, I had to prove my wife that what she was wanting me to do was going to kill me. So I wasn't going to do radiation, I wasn't going to do chemo, but there was this thing called the Optune. And if you don't know what the Optune is, it's a device that blasts your brain. It's a wearable device that blasts your brain with 200,000 hertz. And that is not good for your brain. For anybody out there that knows, that's not good for your brain. Okay. Uh, so I tried it for a week and a half to show her 
baby, this is going to kill me. But I will, I will literally do this for you to show you just how much this is going to hurt me. And, and a week and a half, two weeks later, had my blood work drawn. And Freddie, it was killing me. It was literally killing me. My white blood cell count was already low. It was down to a 0.8. My lymphocytes, monocytes, everything was almost non-existent. My basophils, eosinophils, like my parasite count was up. So like my body had no natural defense mechanism. Like I was really struggling. Like all these markers, my inflammation was insane. Like my brain function, my everything mitochondrial was down. It was killing me and I knew it. So I, I showed her, and this is the crazy thing. This is what you're willing to do sometimes to show your loved ones. Like, Hey, you just need to trust me. Right? So I went through that Optune device and I quit using it and uh, it was killing me. There was no benefit to that thing. I did my scans, the tumor growth, like I still had a tumor after the first scan post-surgery. They didn't get it all, right? So they didn't get everything. It was a good resection, but they didn't get everything. So Mm -hmm. went through that experience with my wife in the Texas heat, running a homestead. By the way, I've been running a homestead this whole time. I just had brain surgery. Me and my wife went through some crazy stuff. You know, that, that woman had a miscarriage right after my a little bit after that surgery. And then the summer was crazy. Like she was going through a miscarriage and she was down there. Didn't even have time to rest, dude, running the farm, Mm. like almost lost her in the bathtub during that miscarriage. Like she almost died in my arms, dude. It was a really crazy experience. Like this whole last couple of years have been intense for us. And going through the Optune, I couldn't be outside because I was overheating. And this woman was out there every day running the farm, Cows, pigs, goats, chickens. I mean, right after the miscarriage. And like, dude, this is the strongest woman I've ever met, like hands down. Like, And to make it through, um, it's emotional for me, man, because we've just been through a lot. And to make it to where we're at now and moving into the next surgery, like I had to find my drive to live again because I started to lose it. I started to like now every day I'm just doing my treatments. Like now every day I'm not even living life again. Like. I'm kind of like got this chain, you know, and it's called glioblastoma diagnosis. And like, there's more to life than just my diagnosis. But I was so enthralled with this diagnosis that I was forgetting to live, brother. I was forgetting to live. So I got Mm. on a podcast one day and it was this dude, Cody Alford, who's a fucking legend, a legendary Marine, man, a really, really good brother of mine, good friend of mine. Uh, love his family, man. They've been a support network. His wife has helped me get on some good essential oil games, you know, and, and he had this little group. And I joined this group that he has called the Defy Tribe. And like, for me, like that was a huge step for me, dude. Like I never really did this kind of stuff, but I was in a desperate moment. So I, I jumped in that group for a little bit and made some incredible friends. And it gave me this like drive, like, okay, dude, got your mojo back. You got your drive back. Now you're working out every day again. Now you got the body moving again. Now you're not feeling sorry for yourself. Now you're getting, now you're getting somewhere. And it was great. But the downside was I went from not using my cell phone at all to being on my phone again, to being on FaceTime again to making new friends and being on FaceTime and talking to them again. And it, it was draining. And I just didn't know how draining it was until the tumor came back, until the growth started happening and the symptoms started coming back. And, and I was doing the best I could, man, and like trying to balance everything out. But I just got sucked into this phone because 
I like information. I like to communicate. I love people. And I've been in my shell, like kind of in the cave for a long time. And I, I left the motorcycle world in a weird way, dude. Like it's a weird world. So I went into a cave for years and then I finally broke out, but I didn't manage my phone time well. And knowing that my radiation exposure on the phone was the main cause of the tumor growth now after doing the tempest testing. So here we go again. May 18th, I go in for a scan, started getting headaches again, started getting the biggest telltale sign is losing energy. I didn't have energy anymore. I was drained. I didn't have the energy to do things anymore. And um, running the farm was getting harder and harder on me and making it through the winter. You know, I made it through the winter, but uh, that phone usage really just got a hold of me. Got a scan. Now the tumor's back. It's growing. It's a two centimeter diameter. It's definitely affecting me. And I go in for the surgery. I talk to the doctor, the surgeon. It's like, hey, bro, do what you got to do, right? Do what you got to do. But I didn't, I'm not one to really care to ask questions. I let him just do his thing. I trust him. And Dr. Harvey, shout out, amazing doctor, Fort Worth Methodist, incredible brain surgeon, great dude. And uh, so he told me he's going to be a little more aggressive with this surgery because he wanted to get it all. He didn't want it to come back again. He, he didn't want it to grow again. He wanted to get it all. And so we did that. And one thing I didn't quite understand about the way my tumor cavity was. So I have this huge cavity and it's filled with cerebral spinal fluid. It's filled with it. It's, mm. it's no longer a closed system. That ventricle got clipped during the surgery. So that thing filled up with fluid after the first surgery. So now I've mm-hmm. got this cavity full of cerebral spinal fluid and any of my tbi guys out there that know like traumatic brain injury and stuff like that if you lose cerebral spinal fluid your body goes into this crazy survival mode like i wasn't prepared for that i had that surgery he was way more aggressive with it and he went in there and he got the whole tumor like he went in there and he got everything you know he rubbed around the cavity made sure everything felt smooth and he did everything right exactly the way i needed him to do it I woke up. I had a lot. My right eye is, I've lost a lot of eyesight now. I'm I'm missing a really good portion of eyesight in different ways, like depth perception and complete blind spots. And I've got a little bit in certain areas. I got still full vision in my left eye, which is a blessing. I only need one. I don't even need my eyes, dude. I still got my breath, but I've got one good eye. And for me, I've got trained eyes. So that's cool. But woke up, got a loss of vision. But now I'm, I'm not experiencing the recovery from the last surgery the same way. And I had a really traumatic experience in the hospital, man. The nurse was treating me like a drug addict. I'm covered in tattoos. I'm a veteran. So she wouldn't give me intravenous drugs. She wouldn't give me pain relief intravenously. And I just had all my cerebral spinal fluid go flying out of my head when they opened up the cavity to get that tumor out. So now my body is trying to replenish my cerebral spinal fluid that I've just lost a lot of. So I'm throwing up uncontrollably something's not right. And I'm like yelling. I was like, I, something's not right. Something is not right. And like, dude, the nurse wouldn't listen. She treated me like, like treated me very horribly, very condescending, had an attitude and I'm very self-aware. So I'm trying to tell her, Hey, this is not right. I need your help. I need you to give me some IV fentanyl like stat, because if you don't, I'm not going to get ahead of this pain and I'm going to keep throwing up every, she was giving me hydrocodones to pop in my mouth. She was giving me oral anti-nausea stuff. I'm like, I'm throwing up. You're a freaking nurse. How do you not put two and two together? 
Why are you treating me like crap? Why are you look like looking at me like I'm a drug fiend? Like, dude, did you see any drugs in my system? What RSO or something like that? Like, go talk to Dr. Harvey, go get my surgeon on the phone. So it was to the point the pain was so unbearable. I was crying out for help. And I knew that I was going into shock. I was going into shock and I've seen Marines on the battlefield, people on the battlefield die. They go into shock and they die, dude, because they can't breathe. They start to lose control of the breath. The heart gets crazy. Everything's going crazy and they go into shock and then they fucking, they die. So I'm like in the ICU, the brain ICU. And I know that I am not looking at a good odds right now. So I immediately surrendered to the pain and went into a deep meditative state and went outside of my body. I created this black crystalline cocoon and I sat up there for like 12 hours until my surgeon came in the room and gave me fentanyl and came back down. So my experience after this last brain surgery was so horrible. It was scary. It was the most pain I've ever felt in my life. I thought my head was going to explode. I thought the back of my head was going to explode. I'm throwing up. No one's listening to me. I'm in the worst moment of my life. My wife's at home. Like she's, you know, eight months pregnant. Dude, my wife's eight months pregnant. I'm getting my second brain surgery. I can't have her in the hospital. I can't have another miscarriage. So I got my sister there and no disrespect against her, but she's not my wife. You know, she doesn't know me like my wife knows me. She can't comfort me like my wife can. So I've got nobody. I'm all alone. My wife finally knows that something's wrong. Like, cause Casey does, I don't deal with things this way. Something is wrong. My sister's like, Casey's crying. Like Casey's freaking out. Like I've never seen my brother act like this. Vicky called, I'm telling you, my wife again calls the surgeon and says, Hey dude, the nurse downstairs is really messing with Casey. You need to go down there. Okay. Immediately authorized the fentanyl IV. And then I got through the pain, stopped throwing up IV meds, like, and that was it. But that was, that surgery was horrible, man. It was, it was rough. So that was just that surgery. And then I refused to be in the hospital for more than two days. They were like, Oh, it's Friday. You're going to have to wait the week. And I was like, are you refusing to let me out of the hospital? Are you holding me against my will? That's the, you know, I know the verbiage, right? So I was like, get the physical therapist up here right now. I haven't been out of bed in two days. I stood right up, walked up and down the hallway. Get me home. Passed my test. Get me home. I'm fucking done here. Get me home. Mm. So they got me home and I went through. I didn't know if I was going to make it or not at home for the next two weeks, man. The inflammation was so bad. I was throwing up. The pain was so bad, but I refused to go back to the hospital. I refused to go back and deal with that again. It was so traumatic. That experience in the hospital was so traumatic, Freddie, that I refused to go back. I was going to die in my bed. My wife was going to watch me die. My wife is eight and a half months pregnant, dude. And she's having to take care of her husband who's throwing up like uncontrollably again at my house. The pain is so severe. Nothing is helping. And she went through that for two weeks with me after that surgery, two straight weeks of not being able to help the person she loved and just crying with me. Like, man, it was intense, brother. It was intense. Yeah. So that was where that stopped. And then I'll go into how I changed my approach after that. Yeah. It's incredible what the body can go through, Casey. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know anything about me and my Instagram, you know, I love red light therapy. 
Specifically, LightPath LED has launched a light called the Diesel Series. So this focuses on pulsed light frequencies, which have been used in wellness centers for over 20 years. These panels are 15 inches wide. They have a five-year warranty that is the longest in the industry, and they focus on 630, 670, and 810 wavelengths of light because those are the most researched and the most powerful in the human body. This panel pulses between 1 and 9,999 hertz, and every purchase comes with a phone consultation so you can best know how to use it. LightPath LED is the panel that I've used since I got into wellness. They are tried and tested. They are a fan favorite. And I am telling you, if you shop around it, you look at one of these panels next to the industry standard, you will be blown away and you will not be sorry. You can use code BEAUTIFULLYBROKEN for a discount to start using red light therapy in your home today. So let's jump on in and let's shine the light. Now we'll go back to our show. I'm just, I'm sitting here. I'm sure people are going to be listening to this in awe. It's incredible what the body can go through. And I'm so, I think it also speaks to what's coming to me now is the importance to heal that experience, not just the surgery, but to heal the experience of being in the hospital, to heal the experience of having such a, uh, again, another traumatic event that you've got to work through and it, you do have to cut that cord. I mean, I, I say you, I mean, everybody, like we've all got to do yes. that because we do need our emergency medicine. We do need our surgeons and it's a dangerous edge to be in a place of such distrust and such a deep wounding that we don't feel like we can go and get safe care. So I just, yeah, I know you'd mentioned you're going to be doing some medicine work down here in Austin and I'm excited you're going to be doing that because it's, it's a lot to carry. Yeah. And so that is a, a very good point. And I want to add to that, like, I am not against Western medicine. I'm not against, you know, because I chose the path less traveled because I knew what was best for me. It doesn't mean that that's the best path. Everyone battles differently. I want to say that it's so important that you follow your gut and your intuition and make sure you stand in your power when you make your decisions. Don't let the doctor or the surgeons, their oncologists, these people take that power away from you because of fear and research is everything. But having that emergency medicine, having those surgeons, having that, you know, that is so vital to our survival here. We have that for a reason. And look at the lifespan. We, our lifespans have increased so much because we have access mm -hmm. to that. But we can't just rely on that as our healing mechanism because that's not the healing mechanism. That's, this is emergency medicine. Go to the root cause. Let's figure out how to, to, to heal instead of treating the symptoms. So that is, that's very important. I just want to elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. And if you're ready, I can move into this next phase of, of how I started to address this next, you know, since May 18th, man, here we are again. They tell you three months. Hey, they tell you this and that. You're going to have a recurrence. Here I am. It's about to be December, February. I have a next scan in February and, you know, January would be my two year mark. And I've already, I've had, brain cancer for more than two years, guys. Like that tumor they pulled out wasn't just overnight. You know, that had been in months, uh, years prior before my actual diagnosis. So here we are. I'm still defying all odds. May 18th. We got to start changing some things up. I got out of my little group, my tribe, because I knew that the being on the cell phone all the time was going to be a big deal. 
and I needed to just lessen that load a little bit. And I knew that I had an Instagram for a reason. I was off the interweb, you know, no socials for a long <laughs> time. And, but I needed to have one because my story, we all have very important stories to be told. Don't think that because you don't have a brain cancer diagnosis that your story is not important. That's not the truth. We all are very important. And uh, so remember that. So knowing that Instagram was going to have to be a part of my life, I need to start balancing that out. I need to start sharing my story more. And I've been doing that and I've uh, been waiting to do it kind of just like getting a feel for it. And over the last few months, I started a fundraiser because I knew I needed a cold plunge, not just in the winter time, but I need a cold plunge in the Texas heat. And I need the best cold plunge. So Blue Cube, shout out guys, best cold plunge that I can find on the market. I raised money through GoFundMe. Everyone that has pitched in money to my GoFundMe to raise the money for the cold plunge, I was able to order that before my last surgery. Now, the support that I have from starting an Instagram, being visible to the world would not be possible to gain the support that I had. Hunter 7 Foundation, an incredible organization. Guys, if you're a veteran and you have a cancer diagnosis or you have the ability to help, the Hunter 7 organization goes out there and they will get testing to guys, early testing. So you don't have to wait till, you know, you have to do an emergency resection like me. Like they get your testing done. They help you with support. If you're on your cancer battle like me, those guys raised over $40,000 for me. And they helped me buy mm. my photodynamic devices, red light machine that I use. And it does UV, UV, all these different UV, different light spectrums. And I use that photodynamic therapy with my IV work because now in conjunction going to my new therapies, they raised the money for me. I'm not doing standard of care and I'm not going to do standard of care. It's just not going to happen for me because I, I found another way for me that works for me. I had this incredible doctor, incredible doctor, and he knows who he is. I love that man with all my heart. He's a legend. And he made things possible for me. He came to my home and visited me and he showed me things. He showed me treatments that they weren't really offering here in integrative clinics yet. And they're starting, the reason why I'm sharing this now is because now they're offering them more in these IV clinics, more in these centers, these healing centers and, um, you know, like, this is a treatment option now. There's pharmaceutical companies selling methylene blue for IV use. And it's not just IV use, you can use it orally. So sublingual drops and, you know, do a methylene blue IV treatment. And this is huge. This photodynamics, red light therapy, methylene blue IV, mitochondrial function, that is your ticket to mitochondrial function improvement. The methylene blue is an electron donor. So I want to just elaborate on that a little bit. It has the mm -hmm. ability to carry photons through the blood. You run it through the red light, it carries the photons through the blood into the cells. And the methylene blue, as an electron donor, has well, methylene blue itself can get through the blood-brain barrier very easily, which for us brain cancer dudes, brain guys, whoever has neurological dysfunction, or you need a cell that, you know, is just mutating and growing rapidly and you need to send it to apoptosis, methylene blue can do that. There's a chain of events that has to happen. And a lot of the times you have to have them all working in sequence, like an assembly line. If you don't, they start to bottleneck. Well, methylene blue doesn't have to start at the beginning of the line. It can go to the end of the line and fix where it's having an issue that creates the bottleneck. And then it comes back and fixes the, your little assembly line. And then it goes through and it can get your cell what it needs, where it needs it.
And that's so important to understand that methylene blue has been around for over a hundred years over that. It's been used. It's in every emergency room around the world. Okay. It's used for so many things. If you get bit by a rattlesnake, go find yourself some methylene blue like that, right? If you have some dysfunction in your cells, get that methylene blue in your cells. If you have Alzheimer's, uh, neurodysfunction, degenerative stuff, methylene blue can help. It gives the mitochondrial the energy it needs, the cell the energy it needs to boost its energy efficiency, its function. And now you've got people with these brain things going on in, in different directions, cells that are growing rapidly that need apoptosis, cells that aren't performing enough, and that methylene blue can get in there. Now you use the hyperbaric chamber, and now you're oxygenating the blood even more. And we know that cancer cells thrive in an acidic environment. So now you can create an oxygenated environment, which will slow and stop the growth of a cancer cell in its tracks and reverse things. And you can start to fathom just like, whoa, dude, that's a trifecta. That's all synergy. And like, and, you know, in very rare cases, you know, people could be allergic to methylene blue, very rare. It's got a very low toxic profile and it's been used for a long time and it's becoming more mainstream. A company, Troscriptions, if you guys need some nootropics and you want to use some methylene blue, shout out to Troscriptions because they offer you all the research. They offer the great products, very clean products, third-party testing, all the things for impurities, and they can offer you just over-the-counter help. You, it's not easy to go find the purest methylene blue that you want to put in your vein. So go find something that, you know, not everybody's going to be doing IV methylene blue, guys. Not everybody, but it, it has the potential to help a lot of people. So mm -hmm. now, this is my protocols now, okay? I'm doing- Love it. Doing cold plunge. I'm doing my sauna work. I'm doing my cold plunge work. I'm doing my hyperbaric work. I'm doing my IV methylene blue. And I'm putting the, my own IVs in my veins, guys. Whatever it takes, you have to realize, I have found out what love is. I've truly found out what love is. And I will fight every day for the rest of my life and give it my all just to remain here for the ones I love and to be able to give love. And, and that to me, that's all I need. When I'm like, oh man, that water is cold today. I'm like, dude, a little cold water is not going to stop me from, from ensuring my survivability. A little heat is not going to get in my way of what putting the IV in my vein. I watched the Navy cats do that and mess it up over and over again. I can do a better job than that on my first try. Learn to do some research. Hey, don't put it in a vein that has a pulse. That's an artery. Like do your research. And uh, I'm not recommending this at home, guys. This is a very like extreme situation here, right? Mm -hmm. I've got a baby girl and yeah. uh, she's my world and I don't care. I'll do whatever it takes. If I have to shove a, a port in, if I have to get a port put in, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that my survival is ensured. So the supplements that I take, soursop, I get all my soursop extracts, very, very good for you, you know, cancer cell health and stuff. I mean, cell health. And if you look at like chemotherapy and you look at soursop, do a little research, I'll just tell you PubMed has some great articles. A lot of the questions I get asked, I do all my research through PubMed articles, guys. I do research on just the the supplements alone, um, black cumin seed oil, black cumin seed oil, incredible. Go do your research on that. Like I said, melatonin is big. You know, I use PEMS stuff. So like I use electromagnetic fields. I'm a sound healer. That's what I study. That's what I do. So studying frequencies and energy. And I got singing bowls in my house every day. I mess with my singing bowls, my tuning forks. I've got 
instruments that I play with that produce frequencies that are healing for the body. And if you do any type of research on that, go look up Rife, Royal Rife, look up the Rife frequencies and go, go down the rabbit hole on that because that's, that's real. That's been proven and just, just going to leave it at that. Frequencies, uh, we are electromagnetic beings and we are always being bombarded, bombarded by electromagnetic fields. And they're not always healthy. So to know how to balance that out, get grounded. If you go outside and get grounded every day, big part of, of making sure that you're keeping your field strong. And uh, the mindfulness practices that I do. Oh, you're talking about Freddie, man. I'm out there skin to the sun, man. And I'm doing all the things, man, like sexual kung fu. I'm you know, doing all these things to get my chi moving around. I'm doing all the things possible on that side to get my energy up. Because once you start to realize keeping your energy up is a big part of your health game. So I'll let, you know, meditation, breath work, breath work is huge. Holding gratitude in your heart, opening that heart up, getting that heart resonating, that feels strong and, and reaching out. You can get what you want in this world. And I'll, I'll let y'all go study that if you're into it. Um, not to go too woo-woo on anybody, but I'm out there, guys. I'm the weirdo in the woods that dances around the full moon. I'm howling at the moon, howling at sunrise. I'm doing my war chants. I'm getting all that out every day because I get done with all that. And I'm just like zinned out, you know, just at a pace of place of peace. And then I go forth with my day. So that's what I've been doing. And uh, it's been working. And I had a cancer-free scan. Like my last scan was cancer-free. Can't remember what month, I think August. Uh, and I've been doing really good. You know, one thing that one thing that I really need to do, my wife is awesome. Uh, she's going to take over my, my social media. Like I'll be doing my own content, but she's going to help with the posting. And my long-term survival depends on getting off that phone and using it as a tool and not mm -hmm. as a crutch. And I get sucked into that cell phone. And guys, go get yourself a safe living or another brand of EMF monitor. I brought one with me just to show you. Like this is what I use. And I put this mm -hmm. thing up to my phone. And the readings are insane. Okay, guys. And you can go and get one of these monitors and you can see for yourself. I don't have to convince you. Go do it yourself. And I can literally feel, because I have fluid all back there. My brain starts to pulsate. I get on that phone. It's like, doof, doof. so I know that I need to change how I'm doing that. My long-term survival depends mm -hmm. on it. And I've got books to write. I've got people to talk to. I've got a story to share. And like this finding the balance. Everything in life is a balance. So I supplement to try to keep my cell health up. But why do I keep doing all these treatments and then having to just redo what I've been damaging all week from my cell phone? Mm -hmm. So I'm now coming into a place where I know that this is what I need to do. I know that I have this journey work coming up and that uh, uh, suppressed trauma has a takes form in you know physical ailments and dis-ease so if you go and study you know how physical how trauma from the past abuse or whatever you've been through if you don't deal with that that just gets choked down and choked down and choked down and that energy needs a place to go so it will take form it will manifest in dis-ease and sickness and so i've been through the ringer guys like my whole life and like i don't i don't feel sorry for myself i'm a very very strong individual because of all that. And it's a blessing. I don't feel like a cancer diagnosis wasn't a blessing for me because it was my jump off point to start to potentiate myself to the highest level of my being. And it continuously allows me to grow. Like this is a blessing, guys. And not everyone sees it that way. You can see things 
in life as a chance to grow or for you to be the victim. And I choose to be the victor. Every chance that I get, I look at a situation as how can I learn from this experience? How can I make myself better? It gives me a chance. And that's on a, on a daily basis. So doing the plant medicine work in Austin at a really good friend of mine's place down there. They've been doing this for a while. They've been working with the shamans and I'm going to go down there for a week and I'm going to lose myself and I'm going to go down there to die and reinvent myself and come back a new man and release all this trauma. Come back. You can say reincarnate. You can say whatever you want, but I'm going down there to shed this trauma, to let this out and to purge and purify my body because where I'm going, I have to do this. My mission here yeah. is much bigger than for myself. So knowing where I'm at, yeah. this is where I'm going. I've got books to write. I've got things to do. I've got so much information to give out there and so much love to give. And I need to be there for the world. And I know that the balance is here and I'm right there to do it. So um, this is where we're at right here, talking to you right now, starting to share my story, starting to share the things I've done that's successful uh, with a good head on my shoulders and nothing but love and gratitude in my heart. Casey, it's beautiful. <laughs> I want to repeat and, and mirror and reflect just what an incredible life, what an incredible experience and how important it is for you to not only to be doing the the trauma work, but to be doing the time it takes to properly integrate after those experiences. And what you've been through is, I think it, yeah, anyone would be, would be hard pressed to find someone who had lived through a walk the valley of death in such severity as your story. So I'm here for it. I'd love to check in in the future. I'd love to check in in the future. I'd love to see how the plant medicine is going. I also want to really, I love the clarity you have around needing to separate yourself from the digital world and the phone and how it can be a crutch, how it can be great. It's great that it's connected you. You said the Hunter 7 Foundation? Absolutely. Yep. The Hunter 7 Foundation and people like Blue Cube and uh, these great fundraisers and ways to support you on your journey. And at the same time, it is that edge of like opportunity and uh, dysfunction. And as a content creator, listen, I, I struggle with it all the time. It's real. So I applaud you in doing that. I just want to, I want to celebrate you and your story. It's absolutely, yeah, I just can't wait. I can't wait to hear the feedback for everybody. And this, you know, you're a great example of somebody that's taken radical ownership of your health and you're doing everything you can to be able to show up in love. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's a better way to close it than that. I really don't. I think it's just, I think that's where we leave this one. And I would like to ask you a couple final questions as we close the podcast. You get a magic wand. You can tune everybody into the same TV on planet Earth. If you just had 30 seconds, what would you say to the planet right now in our, in our current state of being? We are in a state designed to, I wouldn't say designed because that might sound too conspiracy, but we are in a world where it is hard to get the things that we need to stay healthy. We have so many distractions out there. We have so many things that are working against us. So for one, stand in your power. Know that we are limitless, powerful beings and that we can accomplish anything. Nothing is out of the realms of possibility. If you can think it in your mind, you can create it in the physical. And I want you all to believe in that wholeheartedly. And if you have a trouble doing that, that's fine. Take it like this. Try to move with love. Before you are quick to look down on somebody in their situation, think about what that person could be going through. 
give yourself some grace. We live in a hard, hard, hard times right now, guys. It's not easy to be able to remain up here in your happiness and your divine state because the world's working against us. But do your best. And no one's expecting you to be perfect. If you make a mistake, that's a part of life. And you learn from that. Don't get too hard on yourself because we're going to continue to do that. And that's all we can do. Just show up. Just show up for yourself. That's the biggest thing. Beautiful. Beautiful. And the last thing I just want you to, um, if we think about this term beautifully broken, you know, that has to resonate with you in some point. What does it mean to you, Casey West, to be beautifully broken? Let me tell you, the opportunity to just share this life brings its interesting circumstances. And we are all broken in some way and not that we can't function, not that we can't be successful, but we have been broken at some point by life. And to allow the love and the positivity to flow and to show up still and not allow the circumstances we've been in to, to ruin us, to still show up with love. And, um, you know, we all have our battle scars, but they're beautiful. It's a part of our story. That's who we are. And don't run from that. What you've experienced is unique and you're meant to go through that. And your story is important. So when you say beautifully broken, we all have this beautiful, you know, brokenness to our journey. And that's just a part of who we are. So just remember, like, we, we are beautifully broken. And it's a, it's a gift. It's not a curse, guys. Awesome. And Casey, where can people follow your Instagram account? All right. So transmute that energy is my Instagram account. And it's transmute that I-N-N-E-R-G for energy, as in energy. So if you're looking for me, I'll be there and sharing my story and how I can help. So thank you very much. Amazing. Casey, thank you for being a guest on the Beautifully Broken Podcast. It was my pleasure and just incredible. And I celebrate your two years. That's amazing. Proud of you. Thank you, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, biologicalmedicine.org. Don't go there yet. I have a question for you. Are you tired of standing around in this deep knowing that our healthcare system is broken, but we never do anything about it? Well, biological medicine for practitioners is the ultimate hybrid online and in-person certification course designed to help you integrate biological medicine or biomed into your practice. So, Unlike traditional medicine that often focuses on treating symptoms, Biomed treats the whole body, addressing root cause of illness through three pillars, that is detoxification and drainage, nutrition, and immune building. This approach is truly patient-centered and yields exceptional results. So in this comprehensive course, you will apply foundational knowledge and hands-on experience with the latest diagnostic technologies and therapies, including bioelectrical impedance analysis, heart rate variability testing, pulse electromagnetic field. I know this sounds like it was created just for Freddie, but this is your chance to become a pioneer in the field of biomed. This is for healthcare and wellness professionals, all the way from doctors to personal trainers. I want you to go to biologicalmedicine.org and look for the enroll now button. And if you use code beautifully broken, you will receive the intro to biological medicine for free. That's a $200 value. Friends, let's 
Go do this. This is our time to seize the day. Join the biomed and help create a real paradigm shift and the way we deliver results for our patients. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break from the show and allow me to get up on a soapbox. I want to spotlight Silver Biotics Wound Gel. This is a product that is an antimicrobial layer that helps with cuts, lacerations, skin irritations, and first and second degree burns. So it utilizes Silver Sol technology, which we've talked about. This is the ability to steal electrons from pathogens, making it more effective in the body. So the company has substantiated its claims with 420 independent studies, as well as 60 patents pending on this groundbreaking tech. So I endorse it because it works, but also due to the extensive research and scientific validation the company has done. So in an independent in vitro report, this is very important, we compared Armor Gel to seven other similar skincare products, such as triple antibiotic ointment, the standard of care. The study focused on the kill rate for MRSA, VRE, E. coli, pathogens responsible for severe emergency room infections. Within a four-hour window, Armor Gel completely neutralized the pathogens, and this was a feat that was unmatched by any other product in the study. So the Silver Biotics Wound Gel stands out not only for its performance, but actually its price point. So this is a must-have for moms, for coaches, nurses, doctors, anybody concerned about the body's largest organ, the skin. And in today's environment, I just saw a fact where MRSA infections are up 35% since 2020. This is crucial. So we just need to be prepared. Don't wait for an emergency room trip. This is something to have in your cupboard. It's under $20 and you get 30% off using the code BEAUTIFULLYBROKEN at checkout. This company is giving this to you at cost by using this code. And they are not only a sponsor of the podcast, but they are friends. And I support what they're doing in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and please leave us a review. Five stars if you loved it. And before you leave, there is one big way you can continue the learning and the deepening of this relationship we started in this very episode. You can go to beautifullybroken.world and check out our brand new website store listed are all the wellness technologies, the supplements, the educational courses that I love and I personally use. Most of them offer significant discounts just by using the link or the discount code, which is normally beautifully broken. And they do support the podcast through affiliations. Now we have a brand new feature. If you want to see the beautiful faces of our guests and watch me unbox and review products, you can head over to our new YouTube channel, Beautifully Broken World. I do have to tell you our OnlyFans page is under construction, so stand by for that. This last announcement is from my vast team of internet lawyers. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. By listening, you agree not to use the information found here as medical advice to treat any medical condition in yourself or others, and you're always going to consult your physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My closing, the world is shifting. 
We need you at your very best. So please take the steps to always be upgrading. Remember, while life can be painful, putting the pieces back together is a beautiful process. I love you. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel. Big love.